Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. With all of the things you're juggling in your military transition and search for a civilian career, one thing you may not have thought about is the importance of organizing your job search. Whether you're a natural-born planner or prefer to just go with the flow, adopting some simple strategies to keep your job search streamlined can make a world of difference. In today's episode, Sam McRimmon, an Orion recruiter, will discuss four strategies for organizing your job search. It might sound like just another thing to add to your plate, but if you do adopt some of these strategies, they can actually save you some time in the long run. If you have any experience with this topic, please let us know your own tips and tricks and we'll make sure to share them. I'm always looking for guests and topics for future podcasts. If you have any suggestions, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Sam, how's it going? Hey, Megan, I'm good. Happy Friday. Thanks, you too. Although for our listeners, they're not going to be excited because usually our podcast <laughs> comes out on Monday. So it'll be happy Monday to them. Happy Monday to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> So Sam, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I know you've been on several times before and you're always a great guest, but for anyone who hasn't heard you or had the chance to work with you as a recruiter, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do here at Orion? Sure. I have been here at Orion for almost three years. I am a candidate recruiter for our Southeast team. So covering the Southeast region, working with our transitioning um, and active duty veterans to help place them into civilian careers that kind of match their skill set and goals. Um, I started out at Orion on the sales side and shifted to the recruiting side, so got a little bit of experience in both areas, um, and I'm excited to cover this topic with you today. And that makes you unique because there aren't very many people in Orion that have experienced both sides, so you can be the subject matter expert on a lot of things. Right, yeah, it definitely gives me a little extra um, info that other people might not have. Yeah, definitely. So today I want to talk about organizing your job search. And you know, today, like when you're looking for a job on LinkedIn, CareerBuilder, really anyway, there's so many apps that you can use where you can basically apply to a job just rapid fire. You can apply to 10 jobs in 10 minutes if you wanted to. Um, there's you know, things like LinkedIn apply, like when you're on the job search app and you can do like the quick apply without filling out any extra information. So lots of ways to fill out a lot of applications in a very short period of time. So I think when people are doing that, it's really easy to kind of lose track of everything that they're applying to and keeping it organized. But, you know, that's a really, it's really important when you're doing that to just make sure that you're kind of tracking on all of those moving parts. So I wanted to talk to you. I know we've established some four steps for organizing your job search. So I want to talk through each of those and kind of get some of your tips for staying on track and making the most of a job search. So we'll go ahead and get started with step number one, which is starting with your career goals. Now, this one's really important because I think it can very commonly be overlooked. So can you give some insight on this one? Sure. And it's a kind of simple step, um, but it's an important one. You know, like you mentioned, when you're starting the job hunt, it's, you know, busy and you're active and you're applying for multiple opportunities and there's a lot of moving parts and you don't want to miss a step or get disorganized. So the first step before you can even apply to a job is to figure out what your career goals are. So whether you want to sit down and, and write them on a piece of paper, if you just want to kind of think through what's important to you, you've got to do that first. How are you supposed to start applying to positions if you don't know what positions you want to apply for? So you need to think about what you like to do, what you feel is right to do. So 
if you're an avionics technician in the military, think about is, do you enjoy that? Is that what you want to do going forward? Or do you want to look for something different? And you might feel a little bit lost. You might not be sure what you want to do, um, especially if you're making that transition from active duty and it's your first civilian job search. You have to sit down and kind of think about your long-term goals. They don't need to be super specific, but just think in 10 years, what do I want to be doing? And then go backwards in five years, one year, six months. Think about what those goals are. Is it to get to a certain location? Is it to get some education, you know, finish a degree or some certifications? And, and what type of roles are going to match up with that? Um, think about your family, what's going to be important to them um, as far as a work-life balance or location. Think about your finances, the type of salary that you need, and really just kind of structure what's most important to you in that next position to kind of help start your job search. Mm -hmm. I really like that advice of thinking of, you know, 10 years down the road, five years down the road, and working backwards from that, because when you know what it is you want to accomplish, getting there is much easier. You know, when you don't have anything that you're looking to accomplish, it's just kind of, you know, taking it day by day, I might do this, I might do that, you know, my career path might take me here, it might take me there, which isn't always a bad thing, because sometimes you end up doing something that you would have had no idea that you even wanted to do, especially when you are transitioning out of the military, because a lot of times you don't specifically know what you want to do. So not that that's necessarily something that we're saying, oh, no, absolutely, you have to have a plan, because not everyone does, but it is helpful if you know generally what are some of your key drivers and goals when you're looking for a job. And I really think that by laying the foundation and figuring that out, it makes the rest of your job search so much easier and even beyond that, your career. Yeah, and I, I can speak to that personally even. Um, being a recruiter wasn't like, you know, something that I knew I wanted to do five years ago. I knew I wanted to be in a position where I was working with a lot of people, where I was doing something a little different every day, where I had the potential for personal growth and development and where I was helping people. I knew I wanted to do those things. Did I know that I would get all of that in recruiting? No, I didn't know that five years ago. But by looking for those key things that I knew, I ended up being a recruiter. Um, so that's exactly like you said, you know, it doesn't have to be super specific to the exact type of job, but just figuring out what you're looking for and then how you can find that. Yeah, almost like, you know, knowing your key drivers and then being open-minded to the rest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving forward to step number two, create a schedule. Now, for anyone listening to this that, you know, thinks this is getting too far in the weeds, I think that this is actually a very, very good tip, and I'm someone who just thrives on organization and planning, so I might be different than the average person, but I don't know. I think that our culture has really kind of been drawn to things like that, Um I know even like I was obsessed with the Netflix documentary or the Netflix show that um, KonMari method. I don't know if you, <laughs> if you happen to see that, but it's all about organization. And um, that's just something that I personally thrive on in um, business and life in general. Not everybody is that way, but of course it's super beneficial to your job search. So can you talk a little bit more about the importance of creating a schedule? Yeah, I would agree with you that it is important to your job search and, you can get down to the nitty gritty like Megan or myself probably would knowing how I am, but you also can just make it a little more general. So as opposed to, you know, your 
sitting in a waiting room or you're, you know, sitting on your couch scrolling through LinkedIn and Indeed and just randomly applying to positions, um, you should make a little bit of structure to it. So find some time, um, you know, to build out a schedule that, you know, on, on Mondays from 6 to 7, I'm going to actively look on LinkedIn for positions and apply to them. Or, you know, find a block of time in between classes or your work schedule or while your daughter is at dance practice, you know, take that time um, and give it the attention it deserves. So versus just, you know, like I mentioned, randomly applying to roles, set aside some time to do it. It doesn't have to be two hours a day. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a strict schedule, but just make sure you're setting aside the time to focus exclusively on that. Um, you know, if you know that you need to update your LinkedIn profile, set aside an hour to do that. If you know you need to work on your resume, uh, find the time to work on that. Find somebody who can review it for you, um, you know, and just kind of structure that time and stick to it. Um, it's not exciting to work on your resume. It's not like the most thrilling activity that you could do on a Friday evening. Um, but it can be easy to let those things fall behind. And um, it's important, you know, if you're actively looking for work, you have to find the time to do it. Um, and like you said, it doesn't have to take 10 hours a week. You just have to kind of set aside the time to focus on it towards getting your full attention. Mm -hmm. And to your point, job searching, I mean, it can be time intensive. And so whichever way you go about it, you are going to be spending time doing it. I think that, you know, when we're talking about creating a schedule, some people might look at that and say, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to, that's going to take some time for me to create a schedule. And I think that you believe that it will on the front end. So I referenced the documentary on Netflix about organization and it's things down to even like the way you fold your clothes. And when you watch her do it on the documentary, you're like, there's no way I'm doing that with my clothes every time I take it out of the dryer. That's going to take so much time. <laughs> but then the time you save when you're trying to figure out what to wear is just, it's because you get to see everything in your drawer at one glance. So I realized completely different topic, but it kind of reminds me of this because if you can glance at your schedule and see this is what I'm doing today, it makes it so much easier than getting sidetracked with things and then having to hop back on your LinkedIn profile or having to hop back on your resume. It's just setting aside that time. So then when you do go to apply for a job, you don't have to think, oh, I need to go update these two things on my resume. You know that it's already updated because you said five time to do it. Right. And I think it prevents, too, from making mistakes, you know, where you may, you know, you're rushing because you're doing it from your phone and you're distracted and you, you attach an old version of your resume or you, um, you know, have a typo or some type of error because you're not giving it your focus. So, you know, the organization part of it, you know, you don't want something silly like a, a spelling error or the wrong version of your resume to disqualify you immediately from getting a job just because you were distracted in that moment. And it really can. You know, when we talk about the rapid fire application process, if you're doing it from your phone, say a hiring manager, I mean, who knows how often the resumes are actually seen, but let's just say your resume is viewed, but you've got a typo or something that jumps out as being wrong. I mean, that's immediately going to disqualify you most likely from even getting considered for an interview. And so, it's just not effective. You might think that by trying to multitask and not set aside blocks of time to do specific things that you're making the most of your job search, but you're really not because not only are you not being organized, it could actually end up getting you, um, like I said, disqualified from even being considered based on a very small error. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that too kind of leads us to step three. <laughs> 
Yes. So minimize your job applications. I think a lot of times, like I said, it's so easy to apply for a large number of positions in a very short amount of time. But kind of going back to what we talked about before is that, you know, by setting the stage with step one and knowing what you want to do, that can help you with this step. But can you talk a little bit more in detail about this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, minimizing your job applications, I think, is important. Um, if you are actively looking for work, and especially if you are unemployed and you're, you know, stressed because you need a new job, you need a position, um, it's easy to just apply to every job that you see. Um, you know, it's, it's a high-pressure situation sometimes looking for a job, and you may be aimlessly applying, um, and that might make you feel like you're increasing your chances, but if you're not applying to the right types of jobs, you're, you're really just wasting your time. Um, you have to think back to, you know, step one, where you're looking at your short-term, your long-term goals. Narrow your job search to the positions that match those goals. Um, don't apply, um, you know, we use this phrase on the recruiting side sometimes called spray and pray, where you just <laughs> apply to everything and cross mm -hmm. your fingers and, and hope it works out. Um, and it, it usually doesn't. Um, you know, you don't want to get so focused on only the perfect job, but you also don't want to get so wide open that you're applying to everything. You're going to get disorganized. You're going to forget what you applied for. You're going to get a phone call from a hiring manager about a job, and you're not going to have any idea what position that is, um, which doesn't make you look good when they call you, and you're like, which, which company are you with? <laughs> um, so I think it's just really important to apply to the positions that are matched. It doesn't have to be, you know, exactly. If a position description says five years of experience in US4, that's okay. You know, you're never going to match a description 100%. Um, but make sure that you're looking for those that are at least that kind of 80% match. 80% um, or greater where you know that you're capable of doing the job, that your skill set is matched, and that you're not applying just to apply. Exactly, because let's say you're not a match, um, and for whatever reason, you get called anyway. I mean, you don't want to be in a situation then where you're basically having to tell them over the phone that you're not qualified or you know, because then, like you said, it doesn't make you look good because it just makes you look like you didn't read the job description. You clearly were not taking it very seriously. It was just right. something that you applied to just for the heck of it. So, yeah, I think that one is a big one. You want to make sure that you're coming across as being thoughtful in your job process and really only looking at those things that are in line with what you've established at the beginning in terms of, like, where do I want to live? What is it that's important to me in my career? And so forth. Whatever it is that you've outlined in step one, is going to help you a lot here in step three. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I can't tell you how many times as a recruiter, somebody has replied to a position I've posted, um, and then I follow up with them, and they're like, oh, I live in XYZ, I can't move there. And I'm like, you know, that means you probably didn't even read the job description. Um, and mm -hmm. in that case, you're just wasting everybody's time. You know, it's not respectful of that company's time, and it's also a waste of your own time. So it's just important. Um, don't apply to everything. Apply to the good matches so that you're utilizing your time best. Well, then that's, you know, utilizing your time best. You just said it there because I think that's one thing that, you know, we're talking about how can you be most organized to make your job search the most effective. And you might think that by applying to as many jobs as you can is making it the most effective. But even if it's only taking you a few minutes, if it's not going to help you in the long run because you're not qualified or it's not something that you would actually really even want to do, then even if it only took you 
two minutes to apply this job. It's still two minutes that you wasted and could have been doing something else. Absolutely. Okay, so step four is track each position you apply for. Um, this one, again, appeals to me because I am an organizer at heart and I really like keeping track of things. I know that um, my husband and I organize a lot of things in spreadsheets that I think other people would think is absolutely ridiculous, but for this I particular topic, I think the same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this particular topic, it really is so helpful to have some type of method that you're organizing and keeping track for the positions that you're applying for. Like you said in the last one, if if someone calls you and you have no idea who it is that's calling, you can't remember, that doesn't make you look good. So can you talk a little bit more in detail on your advice for tracking these positions? Yeah, things can definitely get a little messy when you are very actively applying to new positions. So even if you're only applying to the right positions, um, you still could apply to five, 10 opportunities a week. And that leaves you with a lot of different things to manage and keep track of as far as certain details. So I'd suggest, you know, this is a situation where making a spreadsheet is an easy and effective way to keep track. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't need to color code things or put crazy formulas in your spreadsheet but just something that'll help you track basic info. So the, the name of the company, the date that you applied, the position title and details. Um, I think having the date that you applied is important because you can leave details as far as follow-up. If you hear from the company, um, you can track your interview date and time. Um, the last thing you want to mess up is the date and time of an interview that you were scheduled for. Um, and then the status of that, you know, you send a thank you note the next day and then you, um, you know, have a follow-up phone call on this day. And just an easy way to keep track of that so you're not mixing up the dates and the times and the company names. Um, you can use a spreadsheet for that. There's lots of apps that can help you track those things. And I think you just have to be diligent in, you know, keeping that updated as far as, you know, um, the details, the dates, the next steps so that you don't miss anything. It, it's hard enough mm -hmm. when you apply to jobs online to, to get a real person to, to look at your resume and follow up with you. So when that happens, you want to make sure that you're staying organized and you're not missing anything. Exactly. And like you said, keep it simple. We're not asking you to put columns where you've got a formula of, days between date contacted and interview or anything like that. It's really just to keep it all in one place, have a snapshot where even before when we were talking about the calendar, you look at it, you know what you're doing. Same thing here. If you have to follow up with someone, you don't have to search through your inbox to find their email address or their phone number. You just pull up whatever document that you have to track it. And I mean, we use at Orion um, Google Sheets a lot, so I would even recommend doing something like that to where you have it online. It's not like an Excel document where you have to be at your computer. You could access it from your phone um, when you're on the go. So it's really something that you could use and just reference anytime you need to, anytime you need to contact someone. If you need to remember the date of an interview or if you need to remember the last time you were contacted. And I think, too, even if you are working with a recruiter, like say you're working at um, or with Orion or another recruiting firm, it would be easy then if, you know, you do talk to your recruiter or if you're talking to one of the account managers, you can bring up the fact, hey, this is the last time I talked to them. It's easier to have that then as a reference versus having to go back and dig through your inbox. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I can speak specifically to working with Orion. We're we're going to help you, you know, with step one, with figuring out your career goals and what's right for you. And we're going to give you some directions and steps to take in your job search to create a schedule and talk to you about which positions are the right match versus applying to all of them and, you know, submitting you for the right positions. And we'll help you track, you know, some details. But a lot of that responsibility and work is going to lie on you as a job seeker. Um, you know, we can tell you your interviews at this day and this time, but you're the one that has to put it on your calendar and show up. And, um, you know, lots of benefits to, to working with Orion or working with recruiters in general as far as, you know, keeping your job search a little organized and focused. But a lot of that is just personal responsibility and, you know, taking these steps to keep things organized. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think these are four really good steps that hopefully, even if someone's listening who is not necessarily a very organized person by nature, um, they'll at least see the benefit of why it could be, you know, such a great tool to adapt while they're looking for a job. I think that you've provided some really good information and hopefully it's been helpful. But Sam, do you have any other quick tips or trips or ticks or <laughs> tongue tied tips or tricks? <laughs> hard to say on a Friday for staying organized when looking for a job. I really think if you, you know, you follow these four steps and, you know, like Megan and I mentioned, the two of us are, are super organized people by nature that would probably have multiple spreadsheets and, and all different ways of, of tracking these things, but you can make it as complicated as you need to be or as least complicated if you're not a naturally organized, detail-specific person. But keep it simple. Focus on what's important to you. Um, you know, set aside the time to apply to the positions where you're truly focused on your applications. And then just keeping track of the details and the steps from there, I really think will just lead to a, a quicker job search and a more successful one as well. Definitely. Well, Sam, I appreciate it. This has been good information. And I think if anyone tries this and it works for you, I think it will change your whole mindset on organization and just benefit you in other areas of life. So I appreciate it, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. We And we'd love to hear, um, you know, from the listeners, too, about maybe different tips or ideas that they've had or how using some of these tips has, you know, helped their job search improve. Definitely, specifically for the last one for step four, because like I said, I think that a good tool for that would probably be Google Sheets, but I know that there are other programs and apps that they have for job seekers. So if anyone has any recommendations, certainly share them with us and we can let the other listeners know as well. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.